Welcome to the EchoCast episode 126, Vote. This is a podcast about the Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates. I am Von Diesel. I do Division stuff such as this podcast, Twitch streams, and YouTube videos, mostly about Division 2, but I dabble as well. Please take a moment to subscribe and to rate the podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on, especially iTunes. Please, 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 please. This episode, we will talk about more Division 3 jobs. Will Division 2 TU12 surprise us with anything? PS5 hands-on, Xbox unboxing and fridge memes coming to life, and more. Thank you to our Patreon supporters this month, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Tim, PK, and Dale. If you would like to support this podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash Diesel. Well, in place of the typical state of the game recap, uh, we will speculate. So we didn't have one this week. We uh, found out last week that they canceled. Um, I, th- I assume it had something to do with some medical stuff with Hamish. Um, and, but we did get the note that we will be getting a state of the game on November 4th and that, uh, it will include title update 12 and presumably season four information. I'm not expecting anything big, especially from the stream necessarily. I think they will talk about the next manhunt that involves Feilao. Um, I'll be as someone who's read the spoilers and seen a little bit more in depth, um, take on the spoilers in the last week or so. Um, I'm curious to how they're going to talk about it, but with, um, to keep from spoiling anything, I, um, you know, I'll wait, I'll wait and see. Um, I don't expect them to explain what the nightmare event is. I, I don't know. I, I don't even really know when it's going to start. Um, we just, uh, I believe this week we got the third target for the manhunt. Uh, so that will go on for three weeks. Uh, and then we'll have the final manhunt for the following three weeks. So looking at a calendar that would give us, uh, basically the, I guess the first week of December is when we could potentially see a TU 12 and season four beginning either the first or the eighth. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. So that event, um, I mean, we just don't know much about it. Maybe they'll explain some, uh, next week. Uh, I kind of hope it's something that will last for the whole season and not just something that's going to open up for like a day or a week or something. Um, I've, I've been predicting this kind of weird situation where, um, they give us like a really cool thing, uh, you know, which is arguably has been rare for the post release of the game. Uh, and then they're only going to make it time limited. So we'll see. I, I really don't know what it is. All we know so far is, um, you know, whether it's gonna, it's going to be at Kinley 
and that's about it. <laughs> so um, I can speculate more a bit in a bit, but um, that's what we have coming. Uh, I will definitely make sure to cover that next week. In other gaming news, we have the PlayStation 5 arriving in reviewers and creators and influencers' hands. Um, overall, the talk about it has been fairly limited. Um, they're giving the impression that there's some pretty uh, strict uh, instructions on what they're allowed to talk about and aren't. Um, that's a big boy. Uh, I know, you know, there was talk about the series X and its size. Um, but you know, seeing all the comparison pictures and stuff, um, it's interesting cause it's extremely tall and very deep, um, but not super wide, at least in it's vertical orientation, um, where the Xbox is a little bit wider, but it's depth and it's height. Um, it's, it's not as deep as any other Xbox. It's, it's much smaller. Uh, and it's the same height, uh, vertically as a one X it's just, uh, it's, I think it's about one and a half one X's wide, which is still relatively small. So, um, it is kind of interesting how many people have been kind of complaining about the series X being able to fit into their entertainment centers and stuff. When, I mean, that PlayStation five looks bigger than a VCR, which is, is huge. I mean, it's, it's a very large thing. But um, I think, and what surprises me about that is that they, uh, you know, Sony's a, a very significant technology company and Xbox went with their design um, to basically have one channel cooling with one fan um, and not, and to not overcomplicate the cooling. There's a giant vent at the bottom and there's a fan pushing a lot of air out at the top. That's about as simple as it gets with cooling. Um, and there's quite a few PCs now that do that exact same thing with that tower format where Sony went with this extremely large console, which I have to imagine the size is due to the way they're cooling it. Cause it has a fairly elaborate cooling system. Um, but I just, I don't know. I find it hard to believe they had to go that big. It's just interesting. It's in, like, it's bigger than a PS3 and, and by a significant margin. I worked at GameStop during the PS3 360 era and it always like, it, it really annoyed us at work how giant the PS3s were because we uh, took and used ones and we had to store them. And just to see those comparison pictures and see that this thing dwarfs even the PS3, just like it's a very, it's a weird decision from a modern company to, to go not just bigger or even the same size because the PS4 is beautiful. It's, uh, I think the One X and the PS4 Pro are like two of the, you know, most modern, like best looking systems you can buy. Um, they just look like nice technology. Um, I, I personally super biased think that they continue that with the series X uh, and kind of the series S I think it's, I think a black one would look really cool. Um, but the PS five, it, it looks like something. If you ask someone in like 2006, what they think the PlayStation will look like in 2020, uh, and that person really likes fast and the furious or something like, it looks like something they would draw. Um, and it's, so it's just, it's an odd styling choice, but Hey, people love it. Um, the audience that they're going for, isn't really going to give a damn what that, what it looks like. 
the last year that I had my Xbox, I don't think I even looked at it. So it just sat back there and did its thing. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. Uh, there has been a lot of talk about the DualSense controllers. Um, it seems like there's kind of a mixed review on it of um, some people think it's really, really cool. Um, there were some like really interesting descriptions of how it made you feel like you were in the sand and the waves and seems like it might be a, a bit much. I suspect it's not really that significant, um, but it is cool. And it's kind of like an extra bit of immersion. The problem is there's a lot of people also speculating that um, this is only really going to be used for PS4 exclusive or PS5 exclusive games because um, third parties don't really have any reason to use it the same way they didn't um, with the, the touchpad on the PS4 or DualShock. Uh, it, and I don't even know if, uh, like, I'm not sure if the last of us two and stuff even utilized that touchpad, uh, even though, you know, it was an exclusive game. So, um, Sony is kind of known for having these kind of, kind of, I don't want to call it gimmicky in a negative way, but kind of gimmicky features that end up not really being used, but they can talk about it. And that's, what's super cool. Um, but it seems like overall the read is because the, the, the controller is very different. It's, um, it's almost kind of shaped like an Xbox one controller. Um, it's a little more, a little bit more angular, um, and obviously with their regular stick layout. Um, but it's, it's a more, it looks like it's a more meaty controller. It's something I hated about all of the dual shocks, basically. Um, obviously the first dual shocks I had, I was a kid, so I had smaller hands, but as like an adult, um, I had a PS3 and I hated the controllers that I, I just, they were so small and I don't have like, I'm only five foot 10. Um, I don't have giant hands. And even then I felt like my hands are way too big for the controller. So, um, overall though, it seems like people are super happy with the PlayStation five from what I've seen in the hands-on. Um, it seems like, you know, we, we have two solid systems come in in the next couple weeks. And now it's up to both of them to put out a bunch of cool games. In some other news, we found uh, there was some hint that the Xbox may be putting out an HDMI stick to uh, to stream Game Pass. So um, there were some rumors that were sort of kind of confirmed where uh, basically you'll have like a Roku stick that you can put into your TV and you can play Game Pass off of it. I suspect it would include like a Bluetooth receiver so you could hook up a controller directly to the dongle um, and then you can just play games. Um, there's also some speculation that Xbox may team up with Samsung or, or you know TCL or other TV companies and put um, basically Game Pass functionality directly into TVs. So any smart TV, you would turn it on and Game Pass would be right there and you sign up for you know, 10, 15 bucks a month are free. You know, right now you can almost always get it free um, and just play all the games you want right through that. Um, what I think is interesting about the streaming service through Game Pass that people maybe aren't realizing is I think there's a lot of people saying like, yeah, Xbox is saying that you don't even need a console anymore. You can just play on your phone or on your TV. I think there's people who are going to do that. But what I think it's really doing is giving people a taste of what Game Pass is and what Xbox brings to the table. And I think the goal is to get people to say, oh, man, this streaming, it's OK, but I definitely noticed it's laggy on this and that. Uh, I'm just going to I'll just buy a console. I'll buy the Series S. It's only 300 bucks or man, I really do like this. So I'm going to drop five, you know, 500 bucks and get this Series X. Um, I think that the streaming is um, 
the idea of people streaming exclusively, that being the only way they interact with their games, I think that is a plan to try to get people to buy systems. Now, on the other hand, with um, like cross save and stuff like that, I can definitely see that, you know, the, the streaming, especially on uh, phones and tablets is meant for people who are like out of their home. They have an hour to blow and they can pull out a controller and keep playing on their, you know, the state of decay or, you know, the new Hellblade game when it comes out that they'll be able to continue playing that game outside of their home away from their home system. But when they're home, they're going to play on it. I don't really think that the streaming thing is as uh, is as focused on getting people to only do that. I think it's meant to be a system seller, but what do I know? Uh, we did get, uh, as of like today, I'm recording this podcast, um, obviously the embargo for the Xbox um, unboxing experience was lifted. It seems like these were, were recorded a few weeks ago because um, there's no mention of the PS5 or anything. So I suspect these were recorded weeks ago uh, and they only now came out of embargo. Um, it seems like Xbox and Sony are kind of playing this back and forth game where when one has a big information drop, or deliver systems. The other one has had some information to try to at least get their name kind of back in the conversation. So, um, you know, that's business. That's the way it goes. I don't see, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, obviously. So the unboxing, nothing that surprising. Um, honestly, I'm surprised with how little there is in the box, uh, not in a bad way, but, um, you know, with the old systems, it was power bricks and extra charging cords and this and that and the other. And now it's a controller, a power cord and an HDMI 2.1 cable. And that's it. That's your system, uh, which is kind of nice. Uh, to, just to not overcomplicate it. Um, but overall, it looks like the unboxing experience of the Xbox is literally just a, it's like a clamshell opens up, you pop it out, plug it in, and you get going, which is super exciting. Um, I will note that if anyone who's listening got a Series X, uh, have your phone handy when you try to set it up uh, and have the Xbox app uh, downloaded and signed into. Um, the way that you're going to get your system started is through that, is, is through the, um, through that system. Uh, there was a, a kind of fun little side story here. Uh, three, I believe in, uh, Xbox fridges have been made and two of them have been delivered to creators. One was I Justine and the other one was Snoop Dogg. Uh, and it's literally a giant matte black fridge that's designed to look exactly like the Xbox Series X. And it even has the orange like or the, the green top on, on the top of it uh, and the plugins on the back. Obviously, they're non-functional. Um, it's silly. It's but I appreciate that they've kind of embraced that meme. Um, I can almost guarantee they're going to have some type of meme with the uh, the low poly. Uh, infinite characters as well. I think it's Gary is what they were calling it. Uh, I suspect we'll see something about that as well. So uh, fun stuff happening in the console realm. Uh, in the PC realm, we had uh, the first RTX 3070 reviews coming out. I found the reviews really interesting because um, there was kind of this narrative going around that the 3070 was going to like blow the 2080 Ti out of the water. Um, and what these reviews really focused on, I watched two or three of them was how like, oh, it's about the same. And it's even a little bit slower in some ways. Um, the 2080 Ti has 11 gigs of Ram where the 3070 only has eight. Uh, 
which is fine. I mean, it seems like they basically perform exactly the same. So you can get a 2080 Ti performing card for 500 bucks in theory, if you get it at the correct price. Um, but they were really kind of weird comparing it to the 2080 and being like, well, technically it's not better. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, I know the 2080 is now old gen, but if you look them up to buy one, uh, they're like twice the price of a 3070 or at least what the 3070 is supposed to be. So I think that's a ridiculously good deal. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I know for me, I was considering a 3070 like next year, maybe. Um, now I'm kind of reconsidering and still, um, I don't really need a ton more power. I only run, I run 1440p at 60 FPS. I have 60 Hertz monitors. I'm not buying new monitors anytime soon. Um, I don't really need or want like a giant boost. Even now the games I play, I have them kind of optimized for my setup and I don't even use a hundred percent of everything. Honestly, the main reason I want an RTX card now is for some RTX features with streaming um, that can like remove There's an RTX studio uh, application now that um, I'm currently not using uh, any sound filters for gain or anything like that, or, you know, uh, background noise, uh, things like that. I'm using a thing called RTX voice um, and it does everything. It's incredible. Um, and now they have a version of that for video as well, RTX Studio. But you have to have a 20 series card. So um, I'm probably going to try to keep an eye out for like a $300 2070 Super on eBay or something like that. Because uh, I just can't justify, I think, uh, paying you know $500 for something that I don't really need. Um, especially because I have a 1070 Ti that I can probably still get 150, 200 bucks for, because honestly, it's still a really good card. I can play all the games I've tried to play in the last year or two, um, without any major issues at, you know, at high quality 1080 or even like good quality 1440. So, so yeah, uh, but 3070 card seems like a good deal, especially if you still have like a 900 series card or, um, or if you just have 500 bucks to blow. Uh, there you go. If you have more, then you have the 3080, or you can take out a mortgage for a 3090. The final thing before we hit the mid-roll is to my American uh, friends, uh, please go vote. The U.S. election is next uh, Tuesday on November 3rd. Um, I don't care who you vote for. Um, this is uh, not going to be that kind of talk. Um, just go do it. Uh, you know, there's many years where we have like half of eligible voters uh, vote, which means I half don't. And that's a that's millions and millions of people. Um, there's talk that there's already 70 plus million people who have voted using early voting because of COVID. Um, consider that, you know, the last election, each candidate got 50, you know, 50 something million votes. So um, there's a really good chance that we already have had you know, more than half of the votes from the last election already cast. And I still think there's a lot of people that are waiting until Tuesday to do it in person because that's just the way people do it. It's probably what I'm doing. I'll mask up and I'll go do it. And you should too. Again, I'm not going to tell you who to vote for at this point. I think everyone's so set in their ways. They're going to vote for whoever they want. All I want to know is that people go and they do it. Um, and then, and then the, the people speak and the people decide. So we'll get away from that soapbox and we'll jump into this med roll.
Okay, so division two topics. Uh, so we have some Ubisoft Connect uh, stuff to talk about. So Ubisoft Connect is uh, kind of the evolution. It seems like they're kind of mashing together a bunch of their different um, community and gaming systems that uh, have been kind of disjointed. So like Uplay, Ubisoft Club, things like that. So Ubisoft Connect essentially seems to be um, all of those things mashed together and they're rebranding for it. What is an interesting add-on uh, to it is that uh, it seems that they also talked about cross save uh, coming with this. So um, they basically said that from here on out, Ubisoft games will have cross save. So that starts with Watchdog Legion, which just came out today, I believe, or comes out tomorrow, um, and will continue with Valhalla and uh, Phoenix Rising and, and all the games coming after that. What was interesting is they also mentioned, by the way, it will also be working with Division 2 and I think Rainbow Six Siege, um, but I would have to look again to see what the other game was, uh, which surprised me. I was quoted on Twitter saying that I thought there was a 3% chance that would happen. So the reason I felt that way is because Division 2 probably wasn't designed with that in mind. I'm sure this Ubisoft Connect has been planned for years and they've probably been working on it for a long time. I doubt that they designed Division 2 really taking that into account but maybe they did. Um, you have to consider that Ubisoft Connect, like Uplay, and uh, specifically Uplay, is a massive project, massive works on that, almost exclusively. Uh, that's something that they do. Um, so that is an in-house thing, so maybe that's why it's happening. Um, what I'm really interested in is, uh, for a fact, I know that this is going to open up like a new reward system that they're doing through connect um what i'm curious about is that it, this division two mentioned like if it's gonna go full cross save too um the interesting thing about that is i don't know how it's gonna work i mean there's a lot of people i can think of specifically like tony t who has fully leveled up characters on all three platforms ps3 or uh, ps4 xbox and pc so I don't know if there's going to be like an option where you log in and it says, would you like to, you know, pick which platform you want to be your main character? And then that's the cross save. I don't know if you'll be able to say no. I would think that most people would be really excited about this and be happy about it. But there's certainly going to be people who have invested a lot of time in multiple platforms. Uh, and while I'm sure a part of them will be happy to share their, you know, progress on uh, whatever they play on there also has to be some people who are going to be like oh damn man like i put in uh, you know 500 600 700 hours uh you know and these characters that they're going to get deleted when i pick which one is my main that's all speculation don't get all riled up about it yet um, i'm hoping that in one of the stay of the game soon ish they'll talk more about it and what the process will be um, i know for me if i log in on my xbox and somehow it decides to keep my PC character, I'm gonna be freaking livid because my PC character is like level five. I barely ever played it. Um, and my my Xbox character is well ahead of that. Um, but the fact that it's coming is cool. Um, I was predicting that we would only see it in like in a potential division three, which we can talk about in a moment. But um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Um but it is exciting. I'm glad they're doing this. I suspect it's going to work kind of like, kind of like, like a Activision, 
how now they have it where like you have cross progression no matter where you play call of duty you log into your same activision account and it brings up your same character uh, I talked about it before, but we had some uh, TU-12 speculation uh, talking about like the nightmare event. Uh, like I said, we we know it's at Kinley College. Um, it seems like there's a trend towards things like hunters and stuff like that. I'm hoping it's some type of fun mode where you get to fight hunters or maybe it's like a really cool like kind of side story that we're going to get to go through and experience. Um it's called off it's called the nightmare event so some people thought it might come out before halloween and be some type of spooky thing i don't think so i think the whole nightmare thing is supposed to indicate like it's going to take place at nighttime it's going to be you know scary or, or foreboding or dangerous i can't help but think or hope that it's going to be some type of mode to do with hunters um, that we're supposed to go back to Kinley College to recover a thing, you know, and then we end up getting ambushed by hunters and getting maybe kind of played with and teased um, by them in some capacity. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see about that. Um, I think Title Update 12 is basically going to be, or Season 4 as well, is basically going to be, you know, a couple new guns, a couple new brand sets, a couple new exotics. Um, this nightmare event, which is something different and, and wasn't spoiled in the uh, data mind information. Uh, and, and then season four, you know, I, in the, in the final quote unquote manhunt, um, could they surprise us with something? I mean, maybe, I, you know, I, I think they, they, they tried to surprise us with the summit, um, and you know, that got spoiled, um, and then ended up being like. I don't think many people would say the summit is bad. Um, it's just kind of underwhelming. It's not as amazing. You know, if people, when, when you, when someone in, in the division community hears, Oh, we're getting a new mode. Uh, most people's minds are going to go straight to like, Oh, I hope it's as good as survival or underground. And even though I've kind of argued the merits of how good those things really were uh, in the big picture and not in hindsight, um, they were good. Like they, they, they were, even just for a couple of weeks, they were fun and then they were nice things to have. And we're yet to get that with division two. Um, I, I still like, I like the missions that came out in year one. Uh, I like the missions that came out in the warlords. There's, there's a lot to like. I just, um, you know, I, everyone's just really, you know, wanting that replayable content and, you know, we kind of got with the summit, but I mean, you know, it, just to lay it out on the floor, I mean, it seems obvious that the summit wasn't given all of the time to bake that it probably needed. You know, the, the environments are kind of okay and repetitive. Um, you know, it's just a, I don't want to say it's uninspired, but like it kind of is people have been asking for something like the summit since division one. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just hope that, uh, I'm not expecting any big surprise from TU-12 or Season 4. Well, I am from Season 4, but that's for other reasons. Um, but I um, I don't think there's going to be like some surprise mode or something. But I hope I'm wrong. Um, the other thing is, that as, is to discuss, like, is Season 4 or TU-12 like the final big update? So with Division 1, around the two-year uh, mark, we had 1.8 come out. Uh, I think it was a little bit before, actually. Uh, 
And uh, that was essentially the final big update to Division 2. In many ways, you could argue that it was the only big update we had after year one with Last Stand, Survival, and Underground, and some of those things that came. Um, You know, we had global events get put in and things like that, but that was you know, cool and great, I guess it kind of ruined some stuff too, but, um, you know, we've gotten a lot more content from division two, in my opinion. Um, and I'm wondering if this is spelling the end, uh, this season four, um, because you know, around the two year mark or at the two year mark of division one is when they announced three or, uh, when they announced two. So it makes me wonder if around the two year mark of division two, they're going to announce three. I still think that's what's going to happen. If you look at the calendar and you see when um, title update 12 or specifically season four is supposed to wrap up the Feilau part of it, um, it's in March. So I won't go into it, but if you've read the, the spoilers, you know that season four kind of ends in a way that to me would be kind of a natural progression um and and honestly a really cool setup for for a potential division three um you know there's other reasons to believe there might be a division three we have um i I talked about a bit and how there's a bunch of hiring going on at massive um not for avatar uh, not listed for division two um and as far as we know those are the only two games they're making right now there is some hint that the stockholm massive is making something that's unrelated to everything else but that would probably be considered like a side project um you know division and avatar are still massives like two major ips um and them hiring uh, i mean it's obvious that the team for division two is relatively small i suspect when there's big things for them to get done they pull people back to the project get it done and then go back to probably a kind of a maintenance uh, team. Um, And that's just kind of where we're at. You have to realize that like these four seasons, all of this content we're playing right now was probably not made, you know, in the last six months, it was probably made before that, or at least begun. And then they polished it up and put it out. So um, I, I I think that TU 12, there may be more title updates just for balancing and, other purposes anytime they do a client patch they consider that a title update Um, even if it's not like big changes that are like super amazing or exciting even if it's fairly simple they consider them title updates but it may be the last season uh and we'll have to see maybe they'll talk about it um next week maybe they won't we'll have to wait and find out talking about uh division three i did a poll asking about um you know a while back about raids and incursions and stuff um and it basically gave me the impression that people weren't super excited about the raids um i know that there's a small sect of the community who really was and still is and still plays them a lot um my personal opinion is that it seems like the raids were kind of designed to be a look at us uh event Um, and not necessarily meant to be like really good, useful content for the game and the players. Um, If you look at the completion percentages for each platform, it's a minuscule number of people who have done the raid. And, um, And that's kind of frustrating because raids in a game like Destiny or WoW that have these like crazy player bases, 
that are so high and they, they cater to them so well and so often, the raids make sense in those games because especially a raid that requires more than the quote unquote no, normal number of people. The problem with division is that it's like kind of a niche game and it's own, or a niche game and its own. Um, it's not destiny two, And not only did they require more players than normal for division, they required twice as many eight, which I know you can LFG. I know there's ways to find it, but you know, it's never been easy to find a good group to do those things. Um, and it still isn't <laughs> obviously. So my personal thought would be that I think going back to like an incursion, uh, idea would be way better. Uh, they'd be, essentially be mini raids or whatever, where it's only a four man group. Um, and it does require communication all that great stuff. But I just think that smaller scale raids, you know, going back to the word incursion, um, would be a lot better for the player base in general. I feel like you would see a lot more actual participation in it. The raids are just a huge time sink. Finding seven other people to play with is challenging. Um, the rewards seem like, okay. Um, but I just, uh, I, I dare call, you know, the, the raids kind of, um, uh, a tool less than a feature in, in my personal opinion. So I would like to see incursions again, um, to be somewhat more complicated than the ones we had in division one, the stolen signal one was great. In my opinion, uh, it was just kind of hard and I had a hard time even then finding a group to be totally honest, but it's a, uh, it's a good activity though. And it was very accessible to end game players. Um, I know that there would, there would be people and will be people who would say like, no, the raids are the best part of division two. Um, when the raid for, especially the first raid came out, a lot of the people who were so gung ho about it, um, don't even play anymore. So, um, and I don't think a lot of them even played the second raid. So, um, I think the raids were a cool idea. I think they were well executed in a lot of ways. I just don't think that they're necessary at this point. Uh, and a little final topic here. Um, I did another poll as well about the specialization weapons, basically, I, basically asking like, would you want this again in a division three? And it was a 60, 40 split for no. Um, I don't like the specialization weapons. I like the idea. I get what, what they were going for. They were, were uh, replacing the ultimate abilities from division one, which were OP in their own sense. Um, for me, it's almost just an, an aesthetic thing. Um, I just think they look awful. The rocket launcher doesn't even look connected to the character. The flamethrower and the machine gun, the Gatling gun are okay, but they still just look so awkward. Um, I think that the original three, the sniper rifle, the crossbow, um, and the grenade launcher all like look better on the characters because I assume they were, you know, probably in development the longest, uh, and able to be refined. Um, I just don't think the specialization weapons really, really do it for me. I, I basically never use them, but the only time I've really used them was for the grenade launcher against hunters. Um, and that was basically to just cheese it. Um, so I would like to see just something else or nothing. I don't know. Um, I know the type of game it is, the genre it's in, you need to have some type of like ultimate ability. Maybe if they brought the ults back and just, you know, retune them significantly. Um, I, I, I just don't know. I, I would almost like to see them maybe replace like special specialization weapons and alts with like some type of mod you can put on your watch. And when you get so many kills and you charge it up, 
then you get to use it and it does something you know significant um i don't know i just um i don't think the specialization weapons really like fulfilled their promise necessarily um of of being like i mean i know most people don't even use them uh and that's what i got in some of the comments of the poll and just from my own knowledge as well okay we have a few listener questions from a couple different people today the first one is kamikaze von doom on twitter they asked, why has there been zero updates to conflict since the departure of Red Storm? So um, I'm not going to speak on any uh, basis of knowledge. Um, this is me just mostly speculating from some of the things I do know and just general logic. Um, I suspect there's been zero updates to conflict since the departure of Red Storm because that was Red Storm's project. Um, and while I'm sure Massive technically has a access to it, um, I suspect that there's probably reasons why that was red storm's baby and uh, i can almost guarantee that massive right now on the division team doesn't have the time or the resources to spend anything um, working on you know conflict it's um, at one point i've heard that player participation in pvp and division from the active player base uh, and this was a number i was kind of hinted at um late you know early that it, it was the same early and late in division one and division two um as as being as low as five percent so i understand that the pvp community and division is is probably the loudest one um, but there's pretty good reason to believe that it's also a minuscule one um, and while that doesn't mean they should be ignored or not catered to it also kind of means that if they're screaming at the top of their lungs about something, maybe it, you know, maybe they don't represent as many people as you think. Um, that said, I still think it sucks that they haven't updated conflict. My personal opinion is that conflict has the, has the potential to be a, a way more enticing mode for way more people than even the DZ personally. Um, so I, I, I assume that there's something with conflict where red storm either just doesn't have the time or doesn't have, you know, the, you know, the, the access or maybe both, um, to, to add more to conflict. Um, keep in mind, red storm left. I'm under the impression they stopped working on division two basically immediately after it released. So just consider the last time you saw them on the stay of the game, which I believe was shortly after release when they were talking about some balancing stuff and conflict and the shotguns or something, um, you know, they've been gone a long time. Uh, the second question from Kamikaze was, uh, as why has it been over a year and no updates to hardcore, um, hardcore. I'm under the impression was someone's like side project. Um, I did expect that they would maybe give some more updates to it, but at this point I would be willing to bet, especially if my suspicions about a division three are true, whoever, came up with that is probably slammed right now with developing a brand new game so um i and, and there was probably a small team working on it um but i can pretty much guarantee that whoever did it just simply doesn't have the time to do anything else with it at this point again another thing i would think would be kind of cool um i kind of wish our dz characters were like only hardcore where if you died you're you're done um or or something along those lines or you lost your gear or whatever 
Um, the final one is why is it you can level up your shade in the DZ by clearing one landmark, but in conflict it takes nearly 90 levels. I, I mean, I don't know. That's just, uh, it's probably just a lack of properly bringing the conflict rewards in line with the rest of the game, probably because they aren't really messing with conflict at this point. Uh, yeah. So that's just, it's kind of a is what it is situation. Uh, MAD8 Gaming on Twitter asked a few questions as well. Do you expect a Division 3? Yes, I do. Um, is it fair if other players, uh, is it fair for other players if TD3 is coming out on PS5 and Xbox Series X exclusively? Um, I think it's fair to the game and the franchise if it's next gen exclusive because. Um, just knowing some of the limitations they had, even with Division 1, um, but especially with Division 2, with the original Xbox and PS4, um, you know, yeah, TD3 needs to be next-gen exclusive so they can take full advantage of it, which may mean we may not see a Division 3 for a while. Um, I'm still guessing 2022, but if you're going to do a next-gen only game, you have to give that next-gen time to populate and get out into the world. So I suspect that they will eventually bring that in and uh, we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, the second question from M88 is, is it fair for us? Oh, whoops. Uh, if you can change, add something to the loot system, what would it be? Um, I would add this uh, summit loot system to the entire game, um, especially at this point. You know, when we hit the two year mark of this game, it's probably going to be kind of a, um, you know, we got through this together type of deal, you know, uh, it, um, I just don't, um, I, I don't think that I want to run like one level of open world things forever to try to get my perfect AR. Um, it, I think just that picking system makes way more sense, especially for end game. Uh, next question is, do we need uh, more content for TD2 to keep it moving for TD3? Yeah, so the thing is, like with Division 1, we had the first three uh, DLCs in Year 1. We had um, technically 1.8 in Year 2. Uh, and then we had the shields um, between Year 2 and Division 2 coming out. And at first, those shields were like, oh, that's kind of cool. We can earn some rewards for the next game. Um, well, one, the rewards I, I don't think I've ever used since starting up uh, Division 2. And two, they were like super duper basic. So, you know, I, under I understand that they have to use their time appropriately. Um, you know, when they're working on a new game like they were with Division 2 uh, and probably now with Division 3. But, you know, it's, uh, it's also good to not, uh, you know, completely... Uh, you know, drop the ball on something. I maybe they'll replay. Um, oh, I don't know. Replay global events or something like that after season four is up. Um, I just don't know. And I hope that we kind of find out at least a generic summary of what that's going to look like um, beyond that. Uh, and the final question from M88 is, uh, is the summit enough for us? I mean, no, it's obviously not. Um, I still think there's more value to come from the open world than a lot of people give credit to, but that's fine. Um, yeah, it, it kind of seems like the hell, uh, you know, the summit isn't quite worth it. Um, I would like to get through it all the way at least once and, and experience that. I know a lot of people are going for that backpack right now. 
um, which makes sense. It's really good. Um, but it's to the point where there's people who are like, you know, completely, um, you know, obsessed with it or, you know, and I'm under the impression it's not really even all that, uh, you know, great, but yeah. So, um, thank you for the questions. I do appreciate it. I put out a call every week on Twitter, uh, and in my discord, uh, for questions for me to answer or topics for me to talk about, uh, for me, for content updates, um, my series, uh, my series X should be here on the 10th, which is when I will resume division two streams. Um, it, it's a weird situation because the series X will be more powerful than my PC and I don't have a bad PC. So it's this weird thing where like before I was like, oh man, I'm playing these games on uh, Xbox one X or Xbox one. Um, I feel like such a sucker, you know, like I'm not, you know, my PC's faster than this. I should play it on there. I just don't want to. Uh, where now it's, you know, the, the Xbox will legitimately be faster than my, than my PC and I have an okay PC. So, um, that's exciting. Um, on my stream, I have been experimenting with X 264 encoding to try to bump up the quality. Um, it looks really good right now. And I think I can even improve it more, uh, but I'll need a little bit of time to do that. Uh, so keep an eye out for my streams. If you want to be in on that let's wrap this baby up uh i appreciate you listening uh, i am bond diesel on twitch where i stream a few times a week uh, i am at bond diesel on twitter or at the echo cast on twitter if you want my rantings mostly daily if you want um, some cool echo cast or bond diesel merch check out designbyhumans.com slash shop slash bond diesel that's all i have until next time I'm <laughs> sorry.